Abraham Lincoln. Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Might as well be. Like, let me show you. Like, I'm going to pull it up on this screen. I'm on this side of the computer. I can see it. Okay. Full eyeballs on that. Full <laughs> eyeballs on this shit. And, and it is no really called the Gaping Dragon. And, like, it gaped my ass. The oh, dragon. Like a fucking bad dragon dildo. <laughs> the dragon that gapes. <laughs> is it voiced by Sean Connery? I mean, look, that thing. What got- the fuck is. Is that an Elden Ring boss? That's no, a, it's a Dark, Dark Souls, Souls boss. boss. Oh. It's, uh, yeah, that thing uh, is very much a vagina. I mean. With teeth. A lot of teeth. Vagina dentata. That's that's the Except fucking. Except it's like it's supposed to be a rib cage, but oh, it's totally. It's a vagina. It's a, it's a vagoo. <laughs> that's doesn't look like any vagoo I've ever seen. Thank God, because <laughs> that that would be very uh, a very painful to do. <laughs> that needs to, that. that needs to be at least the background of the picture for this week. It's just like big teeth vagina monster. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's going to be in the thumbnail. Yes, that's the title of the episode: big teeth vagina monster. Sometimes you just sometimes you just gotta gape. Sometimes you do. Sometimes mm. you you just gotta fuck monsters. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, we've been recording for about a yes. minute and a half. <laughs> Whatever you want to keep, Pat. I suggest you cut some. <laughs> well, hello everyone. Welcome to episode two hundred and sixty-eight of the Augment Here podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my two cavalier co-hosts. It's the I don't know, the Jocketeer. <laughs> Jojo. Oh man, it is uh that canon guy, uh the Gapius Maximus. <laughs> Alright, we're going with that. <laughs> you don't have to cut that. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and it's me, your favorite, uh, the little Weasley rascal guy, out of pocket Pat. Yeah, out of pocket Pat. Yeah, get in your pocket and start looking for the dick. Man, better boy, you better not be doing any back market deals with any Nazis. You telling me? Hey, no Nazi. <laughs> we can guarantee one hundred percent Nazi free. I might be a crook, but I'm one hundred percent American. <laughs> And we all fucking stood up and saluted Al Capone when he said, fuck you to the Nazis. I should have just been like, I'm the gapeteer. Nah, that, <laughs> that, that sounds like a very bad time. You can cut that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, see, they didn't go for the easy title for the porn period or the rocketeer. They went for the gapeteer. <laughs> because the cocketeer is for hacks. Oh, man, that's a good one, though. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, hello, <laughs> hello everyone. Uh, it, it's just uh, your good time gals here for a banner session. 
Uh, you'll notice Colt Winslow are not joining us today, but that's okay. They'll be back next week. They're just taking this episode off to prepare for next week's episode. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about that toward the end of the program. But as for today, I'm sitting here uh, with the Art House gang, and we're just going to uh, shoot the shit and have a good time. Probably the first banter session the Art House trio has had since... Probably January. It's been a minute, yeah. Because, like, technically, if you count the uh, Uncharted non-canon, which is the last time the three of us just had an episode to ourselves. Yeah. But as for a, a straight-up banter session, it's been since about the end of January. Yeah, it's been a while. With Night of the Banter, which also we recorded rather late at night after watching a movie. I know. A really good movie, too. And we watched a good movie again tonight. We sure did. And uh, we're opening up today's episode with one of Canon's favorite flicks, and this it will be discussing a 31-year anniversary, a little undersung Disney flick, The Rocketeer. That's right. That's right. I uh, Another one of those movies that I just had on repeat as a kid, and it always stuck with me, and still love it to this day. And I was very excited uh, to show The Art House. One of my favies that needs a better edition than the the basic bitch Blu-ray that it has. That's all I'll, I'm saying. Although I will say, I do appreciate the hell out of these like early early DVD Blu-rays when like there's like a style to like the menu and <laughs> and the little like pause section because like when you because it has like a, you know this nice little retro sheet for the main menu and then when you pause it it have the scene selection that's like. In the style of the movie, like Art Deco and kind of like 1930s, like sci-fi yeah. style. So, like, and you know, back in the day, in handcrafted Blu-rays made with love for mom and pop at the, <laughs> at the, <laughs> at the, at the little, like, roadside DVD <laughs> store. You know, back in the day, DVDs had some class. It's like, yeah, all the fancy smancy stuff was were actually on the discs in the early days. Instead of giving us that little flappy on the Blu-ray that never fully clasps after you open it for the first time. Oh, God, I hate those little flappies. Um, do, they don't exist anymore. You don't see them that much. Yeah. but You run, you run across them every now and then. Yeah. They, they, they kind of been, like, phased out. It's like the DVDs, the DVD cases that have the two little latches yeah. on the side. I always fucking hate it. I would take those over that little flimsy flap, though. Uh, I do agree with that. At least those stayed in place, at least from what I can remember. But yeah, they were annoying, especially if you weren't anticipating them and you're trying to open a case. It's just like, oh, fuck. And then you just went and broke another DVD case. <laughs> Damn it. Gotta, gotta go to Goodwill and buy fucking Muppets in Space again. Just for the case. Yeah. It's a whole dollar. But the Rocketeer. What did y'all think of the Rocketeer? Uh, this is the first time I've seen the Rocketeer since I was an actual kid. Like I, they, had, they had it playing on the Disney Channel, like in the middle of the day. And I, I the only part I really remember was the part where fucking uh, the guy Cliff's Seckard uh, just fucking speared a Nazi on the, <laughs> on his rocket back and just threw him off like a, a roadside. That's the only part of my brain that I actually remembered. But I really enjoyed it. I, I loved the whole, like, 1930s, like, sci-fi, pulp hero, like, set it, the, the Art Deco style, you know, just Dick Tracy. Yeah. Very that. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm a similar boat to Pat. I, I think this is a solid four stars. I think it was real fun, you know. 
Uh, e- even the mob guys were anti-fascist, <laughs> even though I don't know <coughs> how accurate that actually was. But, you know, it's a movie. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it, it's... I, I, it's hard to sort of articulate anything beyond, like, yeah, it was yeah. a fucking solid movie. I remember first hearing about this. I think it was from the guys at Red Letter Media. Yeah. Because Mike, this is one of his favorite movies. Oh, hell yeah. He's just like, this is just like one of the most tightly like written, like paced movies. And, yeah. and you know what? I can see it. You know, every there's a lot of payoff, you know, setups that pay off later. You know, it do, does what it needs to do. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a fun time. Yeah, it's like this is probably the closest thing that I have to a oh, like a comfort movie. Like this is my warm blanket movie. Like I can put it on at any moment and you know just be content with my day. I was like, you know what? I, I fucking love this movie. Just that, like, it's a very easy, straightforward, just fun movie. I do wish it it kind of got more acclaim back in the day, but like, yeah. this literally came out as like the same month as Terminator Two. Yeah, that'll uh, do it. That'll definitely so do it. Got, I think it got a little buried at the box office. Yeah, just a little bit, brother. But it seems it does have a cult following. Oh, I definitely yeah. should, should say so. And it's like, you said this year was the <clears throat> 31st anniversary of the film? Because uh, the movie came out in 1991. Yeah. And like, f- this year's the 40th of the actual character, correct? Yes. Man, that's crazy. Because the character itself is not actually from the 30s. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like, like a... Basically, a revitalization of the classic pulp hero. Yeah, because, again, like, my knowledge of this character has always been just the movie. Like, I never read any of the comics. And, again, the movie had me fooled, at least, because for the longest time, I thought this character had been around for... I mean, it has been around for decades, but not quite as many decades as I originally thought. Mm -hmm. Because I'm legit thinking it was a character in the legit 30s. Because, like, you... Just with, like, the set design and everything, it makes you believe that it is. Yeah. It captures at least sort of our cultural imagination of that era really well. Like, just that, that sort of, uh, like like Pat was saying, the art deco, like, the, the fucking club with, like, the seashell and Jan from The Office. Yeah. <laughs> and the lounge singer. Like, I just want to, like, be in that set and just, like, be like, wee! Oh yeah, like like I just imagine like JoJo all flappered out. Like, and I just want Jennifer Connelly's hair like the entire movie. Just give me that like forties like pin up bump on top. Yeah, because like the longer I watch this movie and and like, because here uh, lately I've noticed you know like a lot of people is like the uh, the mummy aesthetic you know yeah instead I was just like man this may have been like. Uh, a small little template before the mummy, you know. Everything is damn near orange, but it's a good orange, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this movie walked so the mummy could run. And like I legit, uh, I do want to, uh, one day cosplay the Rocketeer. I think you could do it. Like yeah, I, that would be really cool. I, I know it's gonna take you know getting like the jetpack and like the helmet made and like finding the actual clothes. Hell, I may have to get the clothes made for all I know. Because, like, that's some, like, different, definitely um, you period. Clothes of the period. Yeah, you can't def- you can't buy that jacket just anywhere. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, a good thing we know, like, like cosplay folks that could definitely help you out. That made, we, we know somebody could probably 3D print you a Rocketeer <laughs> helmet. Like, 100%. 
Like, strangely enough, I thought that'd be the easiest bit, probably. Just strangely from... enough, <laughs> like finally, like, finally, like you know, the big like flight jacket with the the big flaps that go across his chest, and like kind of like the the buccaneer the, pants or yeah. whatever you call them, the poof the poof pants that come out on the sides a little bit, and like. Oh God, the boots! That's gonna be a nightmare. My my calves are kind of fat. And those and like those are tall boots. Too. Yes, <laughs> but I think you could probably do a mummy rocketeer crossover because the mummy takes place the first one in the twenties, and then ten years later in the second one, it's the thirties. Just saying. I mean, I shave completely. Like let's say it's like a four day con. Shave completely on the first day. And be the Rocketeer, and then by the last day, I'll have the stubble to be um, the Brendan Fraser from the movie. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have to change your clothes too much. You could probably just keep the boots and the pants, and yeah. just get a different shirt. Yeah, and the hair's literally the same. The like the, 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 like the center part. Yeah, it's just like the little like undercut situation with the long dangle. Yeah, you know what? Making moves, making cosplayer moves. Man, now that we're talking about it, it makes me want to watch the fucking mummy now. The, <laughs> The Mummy is like, it's really fun. It's the same level, I think, of when it's Rocketeer. It's just a fun, straightforward movie. It's just like, you're just having a ball the whole time. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen those. Good thing I bought them. And it you came with the, the whole set, right? Yeah, it comes with the first well, the first three and the Scorpion King. Well, the first Scorpion King, even though they made like, what, six fucking There's more? like a whole <laughs> lengthy sub-franchise for the Scorpion King. Two scorpion, mm. two king. I stand alone. <laughs> <laughs> Soundtrack by Lamb of God. You know what? I'd rather take Godsmack. That's just me. <laughs> as long as it's I stand alone. God. I mean, I, I know it's corny as fuck. I love that song. <laughs> but also, what new metal song would go on the Rocketeer soundtrack? Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'll, I, I may have to think of the perfect one, but I know there's one out there. And a completely <laughs> anachronistic soundtrack to the Rocketeer. <laughs> Say like fucking like Our Lady Peace. I know you're out there somewhere out there. Or, or like... I, I was thinking just Static X, but but like CG, like like they fucking like have the 3D hologram of Wayne Static in the background, just be like, yeah, you push it, man. <laughs> like anytime he's about to like get in the jet back, to, yeah, you push it. I mean, I know it's not new metal, but like fucking learn to fly by Foo Fighters. You know what? That was my first thought when that was brought up. I'm like, well, that's not new metal, but it's it's period appropriate. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, I I don't want to mention this because uh, if I remember the the lead actor, it's uh Billy Campbell, right? Is that his name? We will find out. Uh, brother of Bruce Campbell. No, I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> I swear, I know he's been in other stuff, but I shit you not, the only other movie that I remember him in is in a movie called Enough, where he is just a domestic abuser dipshit. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, pretty much the opposite of, well, a <laughs> little bit opposite of, wow, he is aged quite I mean, different. Not, not poorly. It's just, he's this never, one he, shot I'm looking at did not look like the same person. Look that bad. Bram Stoker's he was, Dracula. He was, <laughs> he was in France before Coppola's Dracula. Oh, wow, I have, I have not seen that. Yeah, even though we 
<laughs> we watched it for our I, I need, Keanu Reeves movies. I too. need to rewatch it. I remember not liking it. It, it, it is. It's buck wild. It's butt the fuck wild, though. I, I, I think Billy Campbell played the cowboy. Yeah, the yeah, I think he played the Texas guy. In Dracula? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, so- like, there's, like, three suitors for Winona Ryder in it, and he's one of the, and he's the cowboy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, his character from the book. Yeah. So, uh, The Rocketeer is still his best film. Yeah, I agree. I know he was in a show, the 4400. He was like some weird Jesus-looking dude. In the, I never watched the show, but I saw the trailers for it like a thousand God, times. I, that, I remember seeing like the fucking uh, box sets for that at, uh, what the fuck is it called? Movie Stop back in the day. That was like one of the first like big dramas from USA, I think, right? I think so. I think it was USA or Sci-Fi. Either one that two. or The Dead Zone. He was also, Dead Zone was definitely USA, yeah. He was also in The Killing... The, the AMC show. Oh, God. I never saw Oh, that. wait. Was he like the politician in it? Maybe. God, I remember <laughs> that show. I, yeah. I watched, like I spent a fucking afternoon watching that. Yeah. Too much of that show and being mad. Mm. I was like, I want to know. But, but yeah, like the series of events in this movie, it's, it's like y'all said, like it, it's like wound up like tightly. It's like everything happens, but it's almost like setting up for something almost immediately. Like we joke about like, uh, the, the movie opens up with this chase scene. Uh, these guys are trying to steal the, uh, the rocket, rocket and, um, they end up in the airfield. They're testing a plane. The shit goes awry. And then uh, the bad guy ultimately jumps out of the car, and it goes into this gas truck. And we're all, and you know, this is a bit in the house like shit just blows up for no reason. We all laugh about it. It's a great thing. But even like in the next fucking scene, they're just like, "Oh man, you blew up all my gas. Now you're gonna have to do the clown bit to pay off all your gas debt." And I was like, "Holy shit!" Even I forgot that that was just immediately after that scene. I, I do love like the, like the little bits that they do. They sprinkle throughout the film, like um, Cliff having his bit of taking his gum out and sticking it somewhere as like a good luck ritual. And that yeah. comes back throughout the whole film. And how uh, that one fatty keeps punching in the face. <laughs> he did sock him like two good times. Because, man, that, that fucking fed, he deserved it. He was an asshole. It's like one little bit. It's like, I love that everybody's like, come on, man, give up, give up the rocket, man. You're in trouble here now. See? And I'm just like, this is like literally the only guy who has flown this thing successfully. Why are you <laughs> getting him to work for you? It's like, why aren't you fucking like... Like, literally everyone else who's flown has exploded. Yes. It's like, either died or... Yeah, they died. Because the rocket... Really the rocket, died. The rocket was made by Howard Hughes, who's like a reasonable, but slightly eccentric uh, character in the movie. Not played by Leonardo DiCaprio, but, all, but played by a very recognizable 90s character actor. Yes. I uh, forget his... Uh, it's like something O'Toole. Like he has been, he was in so many movies in the '90s, and I know he was also famous for being in Lost. He was John Locke on Lost. I never saw that show, but I know he was Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, because I remember he was also like a, a character in um in Young Guns. Yeah, like I said, I know he was in a lot of like like early, well, like late '80s, early '90s, probably even before that. But you know. But like yeah, Jennifer Colony's here. Oh God, what's the bad guy's name again? Timothy Dalton. Yeah, he mugs it up as a as the baddie. 
He sure does. It's like just that fucking smirk he has. Uh, I go um, even go right back to hot fuzz. I'm just yeah. like, wow, you, you're just a shit, a good slimy shit in just about everything, huh? And the, you know, he was James Bond for years. He was the hero. Yeah. When I, he, like what two movies? I think um, two or three. I don't. I don't know my my Bond lore. I do. I do. Th- I do know that the bit where. They're fighting in Hindenburg Two, <laughs> <laughs> the squeakwall. That um, <laughs> God damn it, man! <laughs> that <laughs> the bit where um they're kind of having that little that little witty back and forth hero villain banter. How how's your stunt work now? Yeah, Dawson, whatever the bad guy's <laughs> name is. But then then. Dalton punches him back. It's like, I do all my own stunts. <laughs> that joke coming from, at the time, Timothy Dalton was the only actor who had done most of his own stunts in James Bond. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Until Daniel Craig came along and said, oh, yeah. oh my goddamn beer. I was about to say, you see this bridge? Uh, uh, throw me off of it. Like, what? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> Talk about throwing people off when they're... <laughs> Back when Cliff was first doing his, like, Bandits the Rocketeer zipping around trying to save the unconscious clown and the plane, there there are these bits where he's kind of, like, fumbling around trying to help, and it, it looks like they just heaved the dude off the side of a plane. I mean, there's, like, some practical stunts in this movie, for sure. Yeah, it's just literally a dude on a wing, and he just rolls off the back, just, ah! yep. <laughs> Just like, ah! You know, we, we, we were having a good time till we saw the in memoriam list at the, in the credits, and it's just like Rock- Di- <laughs> Disney sent so many people to the Rocketeer grave. Four, Rocketeer Seven, Rocketeer Eight, Rocketeer. God. It's like this, this is uh, in loving memory of those who we lost while making this movie. <laughs> but yeah, God, hell, there's a Rocketeer guy right there. It's Rocketeer's where somewhere behind me. I mean, There's a few Rocketeer things on, down yeah. here. I remember having a little Rocketeer uh, toy. It was, I don't, it was, it used to be in the University Mall. There'd be a little spinner rack of like solid, like in action figures, essentially. Yeah. And one was the Rocketeer, like, like straight up, like he's shooting off and he's yeah. scared and has like you know the rock, the fire and like the smoke around it. Was that kind of made to stand for him to, before he flew? Oh hell yeah! I, I, I'm pretty sure I still got that mm. somewhere. I, hell, I forgot the whole time we were watching the movie, there's a Rocketeer statue right next to the television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I still want to get a Rocketeer tattoo. I just don't know, like, what for. I don't know if I want to get, like, an original piece or something that's already out there. It's just like, I don't know. God, just everything about this movie I love It's just... Like I said, the aesthetic, the art gecko, it's like, I want, it's like, the gangster suit. It even has a little bit of the wise guys sprinkled in. You know how I like the wise guys. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm walking here. Here, I'm a good fella here. <laughs> it's like, I may be a mob boss, but, man, fuck Nazis. Yeah. Which, honestly, should be everyone's mob. It, it, <laughs> it, this should be easy. Like, like, I do miss the era of movies <laughs> where, like, Nazis were just like fucking cannon fodder, and you were like literally just getting blown away. And there's a lot of that in this movie. Oh my god! Like the people you actually see get shot on the screen, it's mostly just like, but it's almost like Inglorious Bastards, like because like every everybody and their fucking mom has a Tommy gun. Because like when they're looking for, because 
He like have the multiple parties looking for the you know, the plot coupon, which is the, the jetpack. So you have Timothy Dalton and his fucking Gigantor Lurch Hitman. <laughs> you got you got the mob. You also have the feds. And everybody's looking for it at the same time. When they roll up on you know, old boy. His house, and then like Lurch is trying to like strangle the piss out of him to find the rocket. And the back, the feds are just like, Oh, I hear, I hear a, a lamp fell over, blow this place apart. And then like 69 feds are just like full tilt on their Tommy guns and just like turn this goddamn two story house into a Swiss cheese. I was about to say, Peavy's house got fucked. <laughs> like, big, I hope how it's like. Fucking Clifford got his fucking plane. I hope Peavy got a whole new fucking house. I, Jesus Christ. Peavy came out, pre- came out pretty bad in this movie. Yeah. He lost his plane, <laughs> lost his airport, lost his goddamn house. They got they got a shack up in the, the attic of the dog restaurant. In the head. The eyes with windows. For real. It's, <laughs> there's no air up there. It gets hot. It's the 30s. <laughs> they, had, they hadn't invented wind yet, goddammit. Man, there was man, no breeze yet. Man, it was the 30s. Uh, yeah, and, and speaking of the 30s, talk about Keystone Cops. All, all the fucking cops in here are so incompetent, which I'm just like, mm. just yes. Like, <laughs> slipping around and shit. I, mm. I love how in the 1930s, it's like, defund the cops. Well, well the, 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 you know, the phrase Keystone Cops comes from how they were portrayed in a lot of like silent films and like early talkies. Like a lot of like Charlie Chaplin, they were just kind of like oafish buffoons. Because yeah. I mean, that's what fucking cops are. Let's be real. It's, it, hey, people have been saying a cab since cops <laughs> got started. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think there was. I think it's called Keystone because there was a particular studio. I think called like Keystone Pictures, where that was sort of like a feature. They just had like bumbling cops who were so incompetent. Yeah, they, they just had the really tall hat and they're just like whistling as they're spinning the baton. Yeah. It was like like really hammering that one home when it's like, uh, they obviously don't know what the fuck they're looking for, the feds that is, because like one of the bad guys, they do a swap with like a vacuum cleaner tank, and then again, it gets blown up in a rubble, and they're like, oh, what's this thing? Oh, here it is. And they bring it to Howard Hughes, and it's like, oh, thanks, y'all. You brought me a fucking Hoover. (laughs) I I appreciate it. A fucking... (laughs) I mean, granted, I mean, if, you know, I was in 1930s America and didn't know what a jetpack was, I'd probably make the same mistake as well. (laughs) uh, I mean, it looks like a uh, charred jetpack. And another thing, um, from what I've noticed, I really dig how the jetpack looks in the movie more so than in the comics. Because I think in the comics, it's, it's literally just like a giant cylindrical... Like one tube. It's basically just like one single rocket. And it doesn't look, I mean, that's just me. It doesn't look as uh, cool as a movie version, in my opinion. Yeah, hell, that's one of the books I have. I wanted to cram the books before we recorded, but that didn't happen. But yeah, you see? Okay, okay, yeah, I do agree with you. That looks looks, looks significantly dumber, in my opinion. Um, Like, that actually looks like the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and, but but then here's the tw- the twin babies. Okay, they did have the twin babies in one version. Okay, but the twin yeah, I, I really love the twin babies, and maybe I think that's probably partially the Star Wars fan in me with the that's how most of their jetpacks are. Whenever if I do get that helmet made, I'm gonna have to like watch. I can't like violently turn my head. I might like 
take somebody out. <laughs> it, like, depending on how long that finish, just like knocking shit off the shelf. <laughs> it's like, Cannon, we're going to need you not to wear the helmet in the house. Yeah, man. Could you imagine if this one ended up with a sequel? That would, like, see, if, like, if, uh, if PV, like, actually, like, hey, I, I fucking built it. It's like, let's go stop war. <laughs> yeah, because I was surprised. Like, and I think it's probably because of how modern cinema is sort of poison everyone's brain but like i was half expecting them for do some sort of sequel bait and it's just kind of like open and shut it's like well no more jetpack sorry i mean like there's there's like you know i, I guess enough there like crumbs because like jennifer Connolly yeah. like saves the blueprints for it when you know from timothy dalton's like ancient egyptian nazi house so like there's enough there's like oh here comes pv you know Man's fucking bankrupt. He's homeless. He ain't got a dime to his name, but, but reconstruct this advanced jet rocket. But there is a sequel in the works, from what I've heard. It's going to be a Disney Plus movie, simply named The Return of the Rocketeer. And, it'll, and uh, it will star, forgive me, David O. Yellow I believe that's... You might know him from... Selma, he played Martin Luther King in it. Yeah. So he's a he's a very well known actor. Um, so interested to see if they're just able to get off the ground, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I I remember I mentioned the, that that was happening, and I know there's like a, I know they made like a Disney Junior card, which I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't mind at least checking out a few episodes just because it is Rocketeer related, it, 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 just I, to see what it's like. I, I do know that. Billy Campbell plays the little girl's father in it. Really? And he's and the father is the grandson of Cliff Seckard in the movie. Okay, that's cool. I have to watch this cartoon now. So like it's canonically part of the Rocketeer verse. It's happening. Oh man. Oh, uh, but yeah, like I forgot what <clears throat> it was just one of those it was one of those websites where like, you know, anybody can post an article or whatever. But like the point was, like, this movie was kind of sort of like low key the the prototype for like how a lot of MCU movies uh, worked out, especially early on. Yeah. It, Hell, the director did an MCU movie. Yeah, he is a uh, first Avenger. Yeah. And, and Jurassic Park 3, baby. The best Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> it, it's, uh, no longer, <laughs> it, it's so fucking mind-blowing, I don't remember it. If current letterbox standings are accurate, it may no longer be the worst Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hearing uh, good things about uh, wait, Dominion. Wait. Which, I, I'm sorry, like, I remember Jurassic World, co- sorry for the Jurassic World tangent, but I remember the first Jurassic World coming out, and everyone, like, my, one of my mom's family friends was just like, you gotta watch Jurassic World, it's fucking wild, you're gonna love it. And we were like, okay, cool. So, just on blind faith alone, and this is before, you, you know, Chris Pratt kind of, you, you know... Took over Hollywood. So it was like, oh yeah, the Parks and Rec guy. I like him. And then, so my mom bought the $30 at the time Blu-ray just on like good faith. And like her, my mom, me and Cody sit down to watch this movie. And we're just like. That's it. Until the last 15 minutes. The dino fight is the, the best part of the first movie. Uh, like, like with the fucking T-Rex and then the Velociraptor fucking team up. And then they, like, do, like, after they beat the fucking genetic monster, they fucking, like, just, like, sub. Basically <laughs> fist like, bump and leave. Yeah, fu- like, honestly, that's just what I want. Like, I yeah. just want, like, dinosaur tag team like that. But, like, no, nah, we're just going to do some... 
bullshit. And they're like a bitch who's like part dinosaur in that movie or something. <laughs> Man. And they're like fallen that, that would That would have made the second one so much more interesting. No, there's like a little girl who... Spoilers for Jurassic World 2, I guess. Like there's a little girl who's like actually a clone and she was made from the, with the same cloning machine that made the dinosaurs... Fuck see, off! See, I like my idea better. See, see that would have been a lot cooler if, like, there's like, like, like she's just a person, but the only thing that's different is she just has like dino DNA, and then they just keep like bringing it up. It's like, hey, this girl's got dino blood in her, and, and she's just like, okay, because like, uh, that would be cool if in the third one when they fight the, the Joker Saurus, as <laughs> as it was described by the director, this it, this dinosaur, he's like the Joker. Joker's, uh, well, I told, I, I scrubbed that from my memory, and now you're dredging that back up. It's like you remember when they literally made Joker Saurus, Joker Pentasaurus. It'd it be cool if she just like did like some Super Saiyan shit, and then she was like X twenty three, but part Velociraptor. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm like y'all. I have only seen the first in this new trilogy, and after that. I didn't have a desire to see the second one. I know I will, and I know I'll see the third one. But yeah, I was not a fan. No. <laughs> Problem with like doing a sequel to Jurassic Park in the first fucking place is like the reason that movie blew up was because it was early '90s CG was just started being a thing, and. We got to see fucking dinosaurs on screen, and like, and the and the practical effects in it are like still hold up. Yeah, I mean, shit, like even the CG still, it still holds up, and and it's just like a tight, like similar to the Rocketeer. It's like just really tight, well constructed Mm. movie. Always causing an effect, and like damn near at every turn. Yeah, like every you know everything you know setups, payoffs, you know all, all like the fucking. Adam McKee fucking how to write a screenplay shit. Even like I I have some fucking uh, love for the Lost World, but even but even then, like I feel like I mean you misuse you know the character of Malcolm, and and so you can't recreate the whole like awe of like just seeing the dinosaurs (laughs) and the John Williams and everything for the first time. You can't just fucking recreate that. I was going to say, like, that CG still, like, surpasses a lot of CG today mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. It's, it's, like, in a time where I feel like we're at the height of our powers when it comes to CG, like, animation. There's, like, this weird part where, like, it's becoming conspicuous again. Yeah. It's almost becoming, like, I don't know, like, hyper-real in a way. Yeah. Where, like... It's really good, and you can marvel at it on, like, sort of, like, a technical or, like, aesthetic <laughs> level, I guess. I don't know. I just, I, and and I know this is, this is the coldest fucking take possible, and, you know, everyone says this, but I just miss fucking practical effects. I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. the best thing is when, when, when you can have the best of both worlds, because, like, I guess slight spoiler for Stranger Things, like, the main bad guy in the Stranger Things is... A guy, an actor in a practical makeup like suit with like CG embellishment, and he looks great. Yeah, he does. It's creepy looking. I still need to finish that. I'm on like one episode left of part one of season four. 
Is that how that works? Yeah, oh. part <laughs> season four, part one, <laughs> season four, part two coming out the first of July, and then we're getting season five, which is actually for real, for sure, definitely going to be the end. Okay, so there is going to be a part two, but there's it's like two like dumb, stupid, long episodes, right? Yeah, like the last episode of season four, part two, is like two hours and 30 minutes. Ho- okay. Hold up. Right. What? Hold, hold up. What? All right. Mm. Like the last two episodes, because the season four, part two is only two episodes. Yeah. But like the first one's like an hour and 40, and then the last one is two hours and 30 minutes. Those uh, are feature fucking films. Yes. Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> and there's still going to be season five. All right. I mean, like, this isn't to disparage Stranger Things. No, no, no. We yeah. still enjoy it, but at the same time, it's just like how yeah. they're breaking up feels really weird. Yeah. Here, I, I just want to say, I am a, I love Stranger Things. I was on board from when I saw season one. And I thought they improved. Like, season three, in my opinion, at, at least from what I've seen so far, again, I have not finished season four. I still think season three is the best season they've done. That being said, yes, I've missed Stranger Things too. But, again, like JoJo said, these are multiple feature length movie length episodes and good god like talk about too much of a good thing i don't i you know what you should have just made it like three seasons or something because this is like there's a lot happening at once people are spread out like fucking wafer thin across this board and it's insane and episodes are an hour and 40 minutes, and my head hurts. It's still good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. just a lot. God damn it. I don't know. It's just because I still haven't watched season three yet. And mm. I don't know why. Like, I mean, I really like the show, even though some people poop on season two. Or- season one was, like, very strong. And season two, I feel like it's a little weaker by comparison, but, like, it's not doo-doo poo-poo. Yeah. I, I remember, like, there were some complaints that people had. And I'm like, really? Are you going to get upset over that? Mm. Star Wars all over again. I'm, I'm going to say, even before, like, certain things in season... I love Max's character from the beginning. And, like, she's one of my favorite characters. And, and, she, oh, and yeah. she gets a great, great bit in season four. Obviously, one of the most famous moments from this season. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. No spoilers for those who haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have me god he like tiktok is making me hate that song i love that song <laughs> it's it's definitely reaching up as much as i love running up that hill it's definitely reaching a saturation point where yeah. i'm just like i i don't want to get sick of it yeah which, which, the thing that like blow in my mind is like i i had like a mini kate bush phase like six months ago and then and I'm just like, yeah, this is fucking great. And I'm just like, I'm a fucking trendsetter. No. Fuck y'all. <laughs> JoJo playing their hipster card for Kate Bush. That's, that's the thing. Because, like, you know, our local, like, all, uh, like, indie station, right? Mm-hmm. They were they were playing a cover. They were, had a cover of this song in rotation, like, months ago. Like, hell, they were they played it all the time. And that was the first time, at least, that I remember hearing that song. And then later on, you played me the original. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm hearing a, a version of that song like all the time now. And you're like, oh, this is the original. I was like, oh, shit. And then there's like another cover of it. There's like three big ones or something. I don't know. Uh, well, it's one of the most like covered songs I've, of all time, at least 
from why because the, the I originally heard a, a different cover of this one. I think it was the placebo version, and uh, yeah, that was like it was really good. I, I don't know. I just I, I like the goofy eighties. The Kate safety. Bush decisions of the original. <laughs> like, like, like the interpretive dance videos. <laughs> it's me. Like, this bitch invented horse girls. Let's be <laughs> But, yeah. Kate Bush is amazing. And, and honestly, that fucking album running up that hill is on is fucking 10 out of 10. It's, it's fucking fire. Oh, I, I just thought it was so dumb that people are, are trying to gatekeep Kate Bush. It's like, oh you God. found that about this awesome song from a popular thing. Go fuck off. I'm like, be what? happy it's fucking Yeah, popular. people are listening to Yeah, it. people are listening to Kate Bush. Is this is a bad thing? Y'all trying to be like stingy with Kate Bush like there's a deficit of Kate Bush? Also, and again, I, I get. I mean, everyone here has seen at least you know some of Stranger Things, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, and I know it's like an it's an important like you know, I guess story point for the character, but the whole like poking and prodding at eleven, it's getting a little exhausting. I'm just like, I, stop! <laughs> like, no, leave that girl alone. Way too much. Yeah, but but I can't wait for her to just go like full Phoenix, Not full fucking Phoenix. Just That's like be rad. it's just Eleven has a fucking mob psycho one hundred <laughs> fight at the end of this series. That's what I want. Get out of my head! I was thinking the exact same. It's fucking. just like her. I, I mean, I don't I don't know how the season four ends yet. I haven't got that far. I guess nobody has technically. But like, if season five is just like her and Vecna, just like psh, psh, just like bashing shit in the air. Like, full DBZ this shit. She hits the Rossin gun. She hits the Gets a Contensio. She hits the Spirit gun. She, she fucking pulls out a Bonkai. Suplex City, B-triggers left and right. Like Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> like That's she, hysteria. <laughs> like, she hits the Tombstone pile driver on Vetna <laughs> from fucking space. Yeah! And just sends that from, bitch to the core. On, on top of the cage, on top of space. <laughs> Oh my! Like the like the <laughs> pulls a Kurt Angle, climbs to the top. You can leave at any moment. Not today. <laughs> I d- I did want to ask this question before we stray too far off. Um. Oh yeah, we aren't far off enough. No, well, from the rock for Rocketeer. Like I wasn't like expecting to stay on it the hey, whole time. We can still see the tracks from here. Oh yeah, yeah, no, for real. We're down in the valley now. And uh, again, not complaining, but I did want to ask some of y'all's like favorite like uh, comic book movies. Before, like, say the MCU boom. Okay. Pre Blade or like just pre MCU. No, like I, let's just say pre MCU. Like before. Before they, Iron Man. Before Iron Man. Yeah, because <laughs> like, and they can still be like Marvel or DC because like, I mean, there's still some good ones even it, before the MCU. I really love the X Men movies. Blade Two's fun. Blade Two is really fucking. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Obviously, there's some really silly shit in Blade Two, but like, it's there's some fun stuff yeah. in it. I know one, uh, JoJo is going to have to cross off the list soon. Uh, one of my favorites, Constantine. Yep. Constantine's fucking good. I know, like, it may not be super close to con, but it's fucking uh, good. It, it gets the spirit, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, I didn't know, like, if anything, I didn't know dick all about that character until this movie. And even though this changed all kinds of shit about the character, it still got me interested in the character. And so I just, like, read about it and shit. I was like, oh, this is And also, weird. um... Ginger neutral icon Tilda Swinton as Gabriel. Come on. I mean, mm-hmm. 
fantastic. Great performance all across the board in that one. I'll say it. It's not really a comic book movie. It was just a made-up character. But, you know, Darkman. <laughs> I mean, that, that definitely has a similar feel to this. I mean, it's hard to... Uh, retroactively. Right. He got a comic book afterwards. Yeah. But he was made because Sam Raimi couldn't get Batman. True. But I think it paid off well enough. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to watch the other two. <laughs> Return of weird-shaped face man. God, the fucking lurch... Henchman, mm. straight up, it was like straight up a Dick Tracy yeah. villain, like seven feet tall, like a face <laughs> made of play doh. Motherfucker looking like Mister X from Resident Evil, basically. Yeah. Hey, you say that's another fucking Blu-ray I want to snag. I want to find Dick Tracy. I, I, I liked that movie as a kid, and I watched it not too terribly long ago. I, I don't think I ever watched, but I like saw like I loved the nineties or whatever. Talk about it for a bit. So like it, that'd be interesting to catch because you know this that's part of the era too, like the whole yeah. like nineteen thirties like pulp hero, and just like that whole era like i really enjoy like i just love pulp art yeah of like the hero and he's got he's got like a monster or whatever he's got a ray gun he's got you know it's like fucking fire pose fight pose explosions behind him the fucking american flag by all kinds of shit and just like you know like detective stories and like noir and like mafia stories like all of that from the era it's just like it's, it's just an aesthetic i really enjoy like it's you know i guess like synchronistic how like I was reminded of. Uh, did y'all ever watch Mob City? It was a limited series with John Bernthal. Oh, I, seeing, yeah, it was uh, from the guy. Oh, uh, who Frank did Darabont. Frank Darabont did Shawshank and uh, Green Mile and The Mist and a bunch of Stephen King stuff. Wait a minute, what year did this come out? It's about ten years ago. Yeah, it was like I want to say it was around twenty thirteen. Yeah, because it was right after John Bernthal. Was, went off uh, after they both dead. left the walking dead yeah. essentially because i was about to say because i remember like reading or uh, hearing at the time like tnt was going to make a, sh- a show and they were going to originally call it like la noir and they had burnt all attached but i guess they may have renamed it mob city okay that's the game yeah yeah. yeah, I thought it was game related at first, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I remember it being pretty solid, and like John Berthold, he's good in it, just just about everything he's in. I was about to say, like, if he's in it, I'll I'll watch it. I love that guy because he because he's kind of like a, a police detective, and there's like some mob shit, and like I remember digging it. I don't think I got to finish it. There's only one season, you say? It, yeah. it was a limited series. Oh, well, okay. So it, it only it was open shut, but shit, yeah. Like I fucking love Sin City. I still need to watch Really? That. Oh, my God. I, I remember watching it on, like, Sci-Fi Channel of all things. There's something about it. Like, I, it took me a while to get into it, but there's, it is a little weird, but, like, I was kind of digging. I mean, I know Frank Miller is an actual insane man. Yes, <laughs> yes. He, he is. But the movie's not bad. Our lo- I was in my hometown. Our local theater didn't get it, and I was pretty bummed about it. And, like, uh, Greenwood, their theater had shut down, I would say, like, probably the month that movie came out. And then I remember, like, a month later, our local theater, like, finally got that movie. And I was like, better late than ever, I guess. I just always assumed that we got Greenwood's copy. (laughs) Because that theater shut down. They, they never they just offloaded all the DVDs to the new movie theater. No. They never reopened. Like, it's it's still just a fucking empty theater. It's been there for forever now. You know what? That means it's open season for a secret lair. Ooh, I have a secret lair in a town I probably wouldn't want a secret lair in. <laughs> Where they would least expect to find you. you but know now they know you? it's the theater in Greenwood. They'll all know my lair. Oh, no. We'll have a decoy lair you can go back to the real secret lair. 
Yeah, when when Cannon has to uh, assume his identity of Can Man, and he's, he's all like wrapped up in bandages, and he's got like a hat and a coat. Can Man or Man Can? Man Can. No, Man Can is his evil doppelganger. Hey, I'm down to ju- ju- just be a fucking Dark Man ripoff, motherfucker. I can do a Dark Man cosplay. That'd be good too, man. Hey, that right needs cosplay ideas. I down. need to make a fucking list. Jesus Christ. Man. All right. I think it's a good banter. We're going to hit pause for a bit, and we'll, uh, we'll be right back with you. Hang tight. Wendell's in the walls. Cannon's impersonation. I mean, that's a thing he does. It's me, Wenzel. The little num num thing he does. I don't know why. It's like a little like goblin. You should be like talking about and just fucking Elden Ring bosses. And so good. <laughs> I love you, Winslow. <laughs> oh. Man. So what's everyone been up to? Yeah. We, man. <laughs> man, let me tell you. Catching up with the Art House trio. What's been going on on our side of town? Well, when, I, when we started this show, my shirt was buttoned. Now it is... Completely unbuttoned. We, we, we have full frontal can over here. Like, fucking, the fucking hamburger meat is hanging out for the world to see. And uh, hey, y'all can't see it, but, you know. Listen, th- th- uh, you're looking at Mr. November on the AYC8's pinup calendar. <laughs> yeah, that's my month, baby. <laughs> I don't know what's been going on. Um, I Well, I put in my two weeks at work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you already know that. Yeah, well, we gave a little uh, preview on the last week's episode. Uh, but we, we should hear it straight from the can's mouth. Oh, yes. Uh, I am here. I um, I put in my notice uh, to a place that I've been at for almost four years now. I mean, pretty much four years now. And, uh, yeah. And we are uh, going to be co-workers soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> we live together. <laughs> We we make a show together, and now all three of us work together in the same place. Oh man! Before long, we're all going to be conjoined at the hip. Yeah, like like we just like become like the three headed Broadway star from Who's Lined It Anyway. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the bit. Like I don't know if we ever talked about that on on the show, but yeah, the the bit has come to fruition. Like, we have talked about, like, wouldn't it be funny if we all work together? Bitch, we're about to find out. Sometimes you just manifest stuff like that. Uh, But, yeah, um, I, yeah, I've I've basically been in and out of kitchens uh, my entire professional career. Hasn't been all of my jobs, but definitely, like, 85% of my gigs have been in a kitchen. Um, What can I say? Um, a, I'm good at it, and B, um, that's the only places that would hire me because, oh, you don't have experience in anywhere else. Well, if you'd hire me, I'd have the experience. But luckily, I am 
I have been given an opportunity, and by God, I'm going to take it. So, yeah, for the first time ever. When I moved here, the plan was to get out of the kitchen in the first place, and it's happening, and I swear to God, when I walk in that building, I'm not going to know what to do with my hands. I mean, literally, because I'm going to have to get trained, but still, I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm not going to have to hear a ticket machine go off every five seconds. <laughs> no longer do you have to worry about 108-degree kitchen weather. Oh, yeah. Uh, be glad to tell you they fixed AC today, finally. Ooh. Yeah. And it got kind of chilly at a couple points. I was about to say, like, I would even assume at uh, that place's hottest probably wouldn't make it near where I've sat in that fucking hellscape a time or two. <laughs> even in the back, which the back isn't air yeah. conditioning. It's, like, it's a giant warehouse. It's so a giant it's warehouse. in there. And, yeah, there... And then before they put AC in that other room in the back, it was not air conditioned. And me and Pat were doing banners, just sweating our fucking testicles off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, and I'm not going to lie. I know people that like, you know, like work outside, like construction shit, like literally in this shit. It is no joke. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, uh, sh- sh- salutes to all the HVAC workers this summer season. Uh, that being said, it was because of some of y'all fucks one summer in that kitchen that we almost died. <laughs> no, no, just for compare, like the hottest that I, that that kitchen has ever got is because we had to turn for some fucking reason, uh, that building's roof was getting worked on and we had to turn off our venter hoods. Yeah. Like we weren't open yet, mind you, but still we had shit on and running and it got to 117 in that motherfucker before I started shouting, uh, like, outside, like, Are y'all fucking done yet? Because this is getting ridiculous, okay? 117 degrees. That's, like, desert weather. Like, I, I, honestly, like, you should probably call OSHA. Like, OSHA never heard of her. We had a new guy in there at the time. And that was, like, his second, like, shift. And, and I was just like, oh, my God, dude, I don't know what to tell you. This has never happened. Like, I don't know. This is horrible. <laughs> like, just, I, I, just, it was bad. It's, it's like, dude, if you quit, I totally understand. I don't, like, you're, you're, you're literally working in a sauna. It just, like, it just, it just cuts to, like, four old yeah. men in bath towels, like, pouring water over a hot yeah. rock. It's not always 117, <laughs> but that day it was, at least for a little while. And, oh, my God, when we did turn on those vendor hoods, by God. That was the first, because, like, you know, where I'm standing, it's basically sucking in all the air this way. And for the first time ever, I could, like, feel it hitting my face. And I was like, oh, oh, my God, I'm not dying. But, yeah, it's 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 going to be uh, it's going to be weird. Uh, I mean, but very good. Not um, uh, cooking mass quantities of food for people anymore now, now you just cook when you want to yeah I, that yeah i'm gonna get I was like imagine coming home and actually like cooking and be like wow i'm not mad at this because <laughs> it's like especially doing it all day if i were to come home i would not want to do it yeah i wouldn't blame me mm-hmm. like you know if, if i cook all day why the hell would i want to cook for myself it's just like order out pizzas you know or just like chicken nuggets yeah it's chicken like nuts. it's like pretty much the same reason why like I like never, even with a discount there, I'd like never take home a food all the time. Is <laughs> because like I just cook this shit all day. I'm tired, you know, of, I'm t- I'm tired of looking at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shit, man. And yeah, I don't have to like explain to people how to make egg wash anymore. I don't have to explain to people, hey, maybe don't put, you know, prep items on the floor. 
Yeah, you know, maybe just it's so weird. Like it's so weird. Like how often you have to tell people like day one stuff. Like you this like not even stuff that day one you learn there. Like like how do you survive in the wild? How do you function in society? When I have to explain to somebody how to turn on a stovetop, I have to know like, have you eaten today? Like that's. That's when I get in, like, fucking grandma mode. I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's all microwave. Man, you joke. Somebody's just like, I, I can cook. Yes, I can cook cereal. I was like, oh, like, you, you like, make, like, your own cereal? It's like, no, I put it in a bowl and I put milk in it. I was like, five-star Michelin chef over here. <laughs> <laughs> For real. It just, it's like, Don't get me wrong. Here, here you go, Gordon Ramsay, cinnamon toast crunch. It's like, sometimes I put strawberries in it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, how original. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, other than that, uh, man, it, it's, it's, it's been an interesting week. Uh, I don't know how much I should really say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... No, I don't know. <laughs> Just might be a funny little bit that went virally from their work. Uh, Not necessarily for our work, but... Adjacent to their adjacent, work. Adjacent, yes, definitely. <laughs> so, I don't know. There might be neither here nor there. <laughs> are, are, are we talking about the... I ain't got yeah, no pennies on. I ain't got... That, that was the bit! Shit! I love how we just came to it at the same time. <laughs> This fucking okay. Now I gotta tell this story. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I want to say like these, man. I just want to say night shift at that place is a whole different monster. You know, yeah. it's like a a bunch of a bunch of the younger kids. You know, they they have the radio up a, a little louder than yeah. usual. You know, like, because when I'm there, it's like, first off, it's early in the morning. Turn that shit down. I'd, I've been up for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I try to I try to make scrambled dates with through one bloodshot eye. <laughs> I don't mind playing music, but just shit. Just it's like, God, you don't have to like have it blasted. Um, and plus, I don't like screaming over people. I have to scream during the shift. So I don't want to do it like when I don't have to do it. You know what I mean? But, um... I don't know who the fuck... I don't even know the official name of the song. And I don't even know the guy who did it. But, like, they started playing this song at work. And legit, it's just like, I ain't got no panties on. I ain't got no panties on. That's the chorus. I'm not kidding. Because I, I, <laughs> I remember when that song came out. And it, it, I it don't. Was, I've, I've never heard this shit before in my life. <laughs> or, or, let, let, let me look this up before I talk out of my ass. <laughs> Oh my god. Wax a million ain't got no panties on. Okay, that's gotta be it. Yeah. And the, <laughs> Oh man. And they and I don't know how long they've been playing this song in the back, but it's become like one of the kitchen meme songs. We have a lot of we over the years there's been a lot of kitchen meme songs. Like every time uh uh I Miss You by Blink One E Two came on, whenever Tom DeLong's like where are you? We would literally, I would scream that at the top of my lungs, no matter how full the restaurant was. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I would make a point to just be just obnoxious with it. 
But yeah, th- they would play this song apparently, and I <laughs> like I heard it like two days prior, and then um, it happened. And then, <laughs> let's just say if you were if you were to hypothetically like slip and fall and somehow accidentally typed in you know the words Tuscaloosa and McDonald's on TikTok if you have that app downloaded. <laughs> There's a lot of barriers to entry, <laughs> but like it's obviously kind of apropos what, what the what the TikTok mean. But like someone slipping and falling and like their pussy lips, quote quote, like playing like a song on a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, it, but it's a turntable. I ain't got no panties. <laughs> All I know is, um, man, make good decisions. Not bad decisions. Not bad decisions. <laughs> Like, if you just want to crawl through the window of a McDonald's drive-thru, make sure you're at least wearing underwear. Yeah. Like, be be decent. <laughs> because, yeah, that was something that happened. There was someone in town who got blitzed to tits and then crawled through the drive-thru window of a McDonald's. Uh, and they didn't have no drawers on when they did. <laughs> The whole, like, McDonald's crew tonight, they were just hooping and hollering, yeeing and hollering. <laughs> oh, my over goodness. This, over, over this person, just walked in off the street and walked through their window. It's like, wow. Do you think the window got sanitized? I, I hope to God it did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to McDonald's that often already, but... I, I, I mean, like... I mean, I don't care if it is clean. Just like, stop. No, I I don't want your genital juice on the fucking windowsill of my McDonald's. I mean, to to be fair, probably still not the strangest thing to ever happen in a McDonald's. I I, I imagine it's in like (laughs) the upper tier. I mean, it's up there. At least around here. When like someone who's like drunk to tits (laughs) and just like, hey, can I make my own food? And just like... (laughs) Just like, just claws through that window like they're goddamn Samara from the ring. Just like coming through that TV. Like I said, it's been an interesting week. I mean, not since the, the glory bout incident has Tuscaloosa had a restaurant fiasco like this. Yeah. Oh, Did we ever talk about that on? I, we have. We it, it, it was the replacements episode. Oh, yeah, that's. Cause that, ooh, I remember that summer. That was wild. That 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 was insane. Which that story being, there's there's a there was a restaurant where two individuals, uh, they they had a little tiff with the owner of said restaurant. And in order to get back at them, these two individuals, uh, these uh, these two fine gentlemen, they proceeded to have sex on the bar of this restaurant in the middle of the day. So people walking down the street could just see these two dudes laying pipe on the bar. And, it, yeah, there were videos. Many and, uh, of them. That went around the net real quick a few summers back. Yeah, that was wild. I remember where I was, like, a, a co-worker of mine was like, I was sitting outside on break, and, and then he just goes, dude, have you seen the Glorybound video? And I was just like, I don't even, I, I didn't know what Glorybound was. I was like, what is that? I was like, it's a restaurant down here downtown. He's like, watch this. And I saw, I was like, 
wait, that happened down here? <laughs> like full view of the public? Like, cause yeah. they didn't have like Wanna no, sh- everybody. no and- shutters, just like almost like fucking like Florida ceiling windows. Just nothing. High more. noon. They were just, and, and they were uh, fucking going at it. Just like, like behind the bar, just behind the bar. Just, you know, like you're, you're just waiting any moment, moment for like the shine Cody logo to pop up. <laughs> Man, God, just like, just, just crazy, like, like scandals. Not really scandals, just, just things. And apparently, last year at some point, because it was when I was still working the newspaper, there, there was like this small spring of like, uh, people, uh, attacking gas stations in the nude. Oh, I didn't know about that one. It's just like crazy naked people just showed up at the gas station. Of course, around here, it's it's not just naked. It's naked. (laughs) Yeah, naked people. Yeah, N E K K I D naked. (laughs) Like I I think the last time home base got famous on TikTok was that there was that um there's there's someone in the the driver's side of the car filming out of their driver window and you see a guy in a sports car roll up it's like hey man nice car and then the monkey and the Alabama Crimson Tide onesie like pops up on the windowsill (laughs) and and you just hear the people in the car with the filmer just going crazy (laughs) oh man but yes, uh, to clear up, no, I actually don't remember when that song came out because it came out in '98. What song? I ain't got no panties on. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I said it in our house chat. God, wow. It's like I'm shocked I haven't heard it then because, like, Jesus Christ. But um, speaking of, like, you remember when? <clears throat> you remember when that Morgan Wallen fellow was in town? Uh, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was when he was spreading COVID, and then and then he said the the N word. Because like that, that particular instance when he was in town, like got him kicked off of his. his yeah, he was supposed to be in SNL like the next night, and there or like the next week or something. And then, and then he went and blew it, and then there's still sorority girls in town. It's like, oh, I can fix him. Oh my god, like that shit was funny. Yeah, that dude sucks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a mess. Not, it's like yeah. I just and I, I thought it was funny they brought him back, and I did make a point to look up that fucking uh, skit, and they like that SNL like built their fucking set to look like a bar, and I was just like, oh my god, did they send somebody like to Tuscaloosa? Because I feel like they like walked into Top Shelf and fucking nailed it. <laughs> I, I mean, and because there's some. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. PP. PP. Why are you sorry? Sorry, I don't know what's happening anymore. I'm just PP. Quit now. looking at us. Turn your ass around, PP man. PP had one sip of Bud Light the other night, and now you're just a f- fucking fiend. And, and we already had to get on the PP for trying to take the copper out the walls. Yeah. Also, it's you. It was always you. Uh, what about y'all? What's been going on with y'all? It's been a pretty chill week, uh, just trying to escape the smoldering ball of death in the sky and oh retreat God. to the caverns beneath the city. I was about to say, it's like being on Mars right now, and I hate it. Yep. <sighs> the one thing that's going on this week, I after about eight years of distance, I decided, decided to get back on the bicycle known as Doctor Who. Uh, because we were really slow at work, and Doctor Who was my hyper fixation that day. So I was just like, you know what? Pull up HBO Max. I'll I'll pick up where I left off. And you know what? Not bad. Because I remember watching Doctor Who 2014 and enjoying it for the most part, but then like just getting really fed up with Stephen Moffat's bullshit and then just running the show and just like, 
and being in love with his own shit and his shit stinking. He, <laughs> it, 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 if, if you're a comic fan in any capacity, he's he's very Brian Michael Bendisy when it comes to his mm. stuff. See, Gannon does what I'm talking about now. I get that reference. So, <laughs> to someone who, like, yes, they contribute a lot to, like, their chosen piece of media, but also they they suck on way too long, too far too in love with their own stuff, and just has a lot of just really unsatisfying bullshit mixing with, like, you know, some some good stuff. Yeah. So they kicked him off, and a, a new showrunner started about the same time as the new Doctor came along. Uh, Jodie Whittaker replacing the previous Doctor, P- Peter Capaldi. And I haven't got to her stuff yet, although I do I feel a little bad because while she got a lot of grief for being, like, a, being the first woman to portray this character after decades, and, like, a lot of just... You know, anticipatory sexist bullshit. Yeah. It also coincided with like the general consensus of the show just wasn't really good during her era. It's like unluckily that like you have like a, a very solid, capable actress kind of stuck with like a really ho hum seasons. Yeah, so. yeah. It's like if she was given better material, she could m- make up. A- and and that and that seems to be the general consensus of like her run. She's not a bad doctor, or she's not a bad actress. It's just like the writers, the writing's just not there. Yeah. So, but um, they have announced a new doctor, Shooty Gottwap. He'll be the first uh, black actor to, to portray the character. I don't think he starts until twenty twenty three. He's he's still a little ways out yet, but it's exciting because they have a a new special to sort of cap off her era of the of the character fairly soon, and uh, they have to contend with the evil and terrifying Neil Patrick Harris. He'll be the the villain of the arc for uh, her capper for this show. Yeah, I did I did read that. That's actually it's interesting. Like, I have literally seen one episode of Doctor Who. It's like, God, I don't even remember. I don't remember. It was uh, the guy with the really short hair and the, the brown leather jacket, I think. David Tennant? I mean, no, he, this guy was like almost scalped. I don't think oh, it was Oh, that's Tennant. probably Christopher Eccleston then because he had a buzz his hair. Yeah. And this episode also had Simon Pegg in it. I also remember that. But that's it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not super familiar yeah. with. Christopher Eccleston's run. I'm familiar with Tenets and Matt Smith. Matt Smith actually my entry point into the series, his era, and then... uh, That that was my intro as well. Peter Capaldi. And I really like Peter Capaldi because um, he was kind of a a harken back to the earlier era of the character where he's kind of like this kind of prickly, kind of mean, curmudgeonly soul. You know, a good heart, but kind of a little abrasive up front. Harrison and, Ford. <laughs> <laughs> but less plane crashing. And actually, never mind. Harrison Ford. Not, not, not trying to aggressively distance himself from the sci-fi series that helped his career. And other things. <laughs> but um, I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of scratching this itch of like this, like a, a sci-fi space series. I, in my media melange that I've been consuming lately, I've, I've been like wanting like a fun, like episodic space tale. And that's what Doctor Who is. It's, yeah. It, he travels through time and space, and like every episode is a different story, different adventure. And I really like the idea of like just sort of like a little hodgepodge group of characters going to like a different setting, 
you know, in in sequence, and, and like that's why the Exiles is one of my favorite X Men books because you, know, you have like just a random assortment of characters, and like they jump through time and space too. So there's a lot of similarities. Common Rider Dino is a, a, a favorite series, very similar jumping through time and space, and and plus it's just nice to get back to something that I have enjoyed and kind of like through many different reasons I had to put it to the side, and now like it's I feel like enough time has passed that I can come back to it and, and I feel good about it. Yeah, I've always I've always been a little interested in it, but like again, a series like that that has been going for so long, like as an outsider looking in, like where would you say at least for me a good jumping off point would be if I wanted to start watching Doctor Who? Well, uh, I think what's helpful is that you're kind of like with the Doctor sort of changing the hands, like changing actors, like you get like some really nice kind of like sections that you can group yourself off in and. I know, you know it's kind of easy to start at the beginning with Christopher Eccleston's run. Like he, he's only there for one season, but you know there's a lot of strong stuff. And David Tennant's one of the most popular iterations of the revival series. So like I almost want to say before Stephen Moffat goes crazy in writing this show, because like he he was a writer in the David Tennant era, but he didn't start running the boat until the Matt Smith seasons, mm-hmm. and like. I don't have any problems with Matt Smith's doctor, but then, like, that's when he really starts to get on his own bullshit, because... Yeah. Okay. But uh, I would say, you know, you can, you can start at the beginning. Of course, you know, this being, like, this, you know, kind of, like, chintzy sci-fi series, there's going to be, like, some kind of hokey bit, some kind of, like, you know, little silly bits. Kind of, like, I wouldn't say early days of, like, Star Trek Next Generation, but, like, there's definitely going to be, like, some, some silly stuff in it. But, like, it... it yeah. And there's yeah. some episodes that are just straight clunk. Oh, there, there, there's like some corny and some like bad episodes like that. Oh yeah, but but you know if if I feel like if you can enjoy you know and smile with the old like Adam West Batman like you know oh, yeah. th- there there's like you know you, you have that sort of wherewithal you can enjoy kind of the silly parts of it. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's worth to try if you wanted to check it out. I mean, it's on HBO Max and they, they have. Yeah, you said that. I didn't know it was on HBO Max. Uh, I didn't know until Shipping told me because I like cause I know I used to watch it with a with a friend of mine back when it had BBC America, but it's a TV channel. Yeah, but I don't think that channel exists anymore. Uh, um, so I guess this is where they'll be coming out from here on, at least in the states. And I think they have the whole the whole run of the revival series yeah. because they they have um, the classic series that started nineteen sixty three up to the eighties. And there's like a big gap in between uh, production there, but um, I don't I don't know if he can really stream the old stuff. Okay, but you know all the new stuff is available. So the show like was never like it hasn't like been like always ongoing. It like stopped, but then it got brought back. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There, there's been like some rewriting the history of BBC. It's like, oh no, it wasn't cancelled. It was just on hiatus. It was resting. It's like no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, bitch, you cancelled that shit. And, like, there was a time where there, there's a section of Doctor Who of the classic era that's lost the time because they were just so disinterested in it. They would, they would demagnetize the master tapes of these old shows. They can reuse them for other programs. Uh, there's, like, 200 episodes that I think, if, if, if I'm right, that are missing, quote. I think they found 97 of them. But I think the ones that even were erased, video-wise, the audio still exists. So they, they re-released them as, like, audio dramas, or they use the uh, audio and then conjunction with, like, animation to sort of resurrect these shows. 
Oh, okay. Really interesting because it has such a long, rich history. It's like literally like a part of British culture. Like yeah. one of one of the most famous uh, actors on the show. They were like because the Doctor has com- traveling companions, so like the, a rotating cast of like a character that he goes on adventures with. Like um, Elizabeth Sladen, she was uh, very very prolific in the uh, the sixties and seventies. When she passed away, they, they had like a running ticker on British news that the day of her death because you know, she was such a well-known and beloved actress in that country yeah so like just to show the significance of that and uh, it, and plus it's really cool to me how similar it is to Tokusatsu because mm-hmm. because it started in 1963 that's like just a, a few years different from when Ultraman started like there's and plus like how <laughs> They had the show era, like the, how it ran from the '60s and the '70s and the '80s, and then there's just a big gap in the in the '90s, and it comes back in the early 2000s. So, like the same way with uh, Ultraman, same way with Common Rider. So, like there's a lot of similarities between these two things, like these long running sci-fi series, and how like they come from very humble beginnings, and like they're part of like the culture of their na- native country, and it just it, to me that's just a really cool synchronicity. Hell yeah! It's like it's like I, I've known it's always been a big thing. It's just it's just like wow. Like, and plus, I'm a, I'm a sucker for time travel. So I mean, there's plenty of that it, everywhere. Oh, yeah. Every episode. Hey, did y'all know they go places. And uh, one last thing I, I managed to check out. Ever since we watched Tombstone, I'm mm-hmm. just like I'm kind of like I'm feeling the western in my blood again. Yeah. And I found it on Amazon Prime. It's the first episode of a limited series that AMC did fairly recently called That Dirty Black Bag. It stars Dominic Cooper. He played, oh, from um, Preacher. From Preacher. And uh, also young Tony Stark's dad in Captain America 1. Yes. And the villain in uh, uh, Need for Speed. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. And Warcraft. <laughs> what? Yeah, Dominic Cooper, uh, I mean, he's been in movies. Yeah, I know, but, like, I never saw those, so that, that's, like, yeah. that's jarring. Yeah, did they ever bring him back in any of the, like, uh, like Agent Carter or anything? Yeah, he's in it. Oh, fuck yeah, I'd never watched Agent Carter. Uh, I that's remember, cool. I think, I, I think there's only one season. I remember watching it when it came out. Uh, it's good. So this is a Western show? The Dirty Black Bag is a Western show. It's shot beautifully, like, some really crystal clear images, like, just sweeping landscape shot you really get a sense of the scale of this land it's it's gorgeous to look at uh but it stars um i don't know his name forgive me but basically it follows in part this bounty hunter who's looking for a serial killer that he has a uh, violent past with and so he, he only knows him by the knife he carries and the wounds he leaves because every every person he, he that the killer attacks is like they have three slash marks on their back okay and he's and he has a very recognizable knife so he's asking all the people on bounty list do you know this killer and they're like no i don't know what he looks like and so when they and it's it, he, he has like this very set routine like asking the his quarry before he kills them it's like have you seen this man no and he cuts their heads off puts in this and the titular dirty black bag because so a, a head's easier to carry than a full body, so like that's all you need for identification, just a head. 
so like him going through the bounty list and he comes he comes into like um quarrel with Dominic Cooper's character who's the sheriff of like this rapidly deteriorating um mining settlement how there's a huge gold rush and it was very prosperous but this um was one character who's a, I guess essentially the bad guy he diverted their nearby river to look for more gold and that's basically causing the town to starve and dry up and so he comes across like this uh assortment the assortment of money the sheriff does dominic cooper does and it kind of puts him in a hard spot because like he wants the money to get out of this dying town but it it really compromises his standing in the town if it were to get out because he's while he's kind of like just kind of cavalier character, he's known for being an upstanding sheriff. Yeah. And he's kind of like, what do I do with this enormous amount of money that I found? And the third story is this um, dirt farming uh, man and who's trying to provide for his family but keep a section of land safe that allegedly has a huge pocket of gold on it that the villain of the show is desperately trying to get at. And so, okay. like, you have all that happening in, in, like, this one area, and it's sort of just, like, darker Western story. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling it. Hell yeah. I'm interested to check that out. So, if you... <laughs> so, the first episode's on Amazon Prime, but um, I think it's, like, eight episodes, and the rest of it's on AMC Plus. Ah, of course. If, you, if <laughs> anybody on Earth knows where that... I mean, like, I had to make my own Discovery Plus account so I can watch the Trixie Mattel hotel renovation show. I was like, God damn it, nobody has Discovery Plus. I gotta get a goddamn subscription my damn self. <laughs> damn. It's too many it, damn services! Uh, but that's me, but JoJo, what have you been up to? Actually bringing it back around to the beginning of this show, uh, started Dark Souls recently. You know, hearing Colton Winslow talking about Elden Ring, I'm like, I don't know if I can spring sixty dollars for a game right now, but you know I'll do twenty for dark for uh, the original Dark Souls, uh, and I am aggravated at certain things. <laughs> let's just say. And apparently the part I'm at now is about to be like one of the worst in the game, is just for fucking bullshit. But like uh, I'm really enjoying it. Like uh, I, I played and beaten Bloodborne. And I love that game to death, but there, there, there is. A, I have a weird disconnection to it. I think this, the story, and and I know like the whole thing with FromSoft is like the story is more in the background, or, or it's like it's self-assembled. Like you have to yeah. put the pieces together to get the bigger narrative. Which, which I, I love that. Don't get me wrong, but like I feel like it's done better in Dark Souls. Like you, you can. It's a lot easier to sort of pick up on the clues. And I mean, and you know, that they they wanted to tell the story this way, you know. And I think it works for the most part, but like it, it, like I, I still like went through the entirety of Bloodborne. I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing anything. But like you were just killing shit. I, I I'm just like Crombobulus <laughs> Michael from Rick and Morty. I'm just like I'm just going killing again. <laughs> there I go killing again. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, it's real fun. Uh, hard as shit. <laughs> uh, like Bloodborne's much more frenetic and fast paced, and more, I guess, my speed. 
I, I do like it, like this, like it took me a minute to like know you got to slow down, shield up, blah blah blah. And plus, like this is kind of the first. I mean, Demon Souls was first, but like yeah, this is sort of like this the, is the breakout game. Yeah, th- this is what the beginning. So like a lot of the more fine tuned aspects or that hasn't been made yet. So it's it's so like you have like this very kind of quote unpolished version of what would come. It, yeah. But I mean even then it's still smooth really smooth and responsive. It's just You don't have the quality of life stuff. Yeah. Well and it's <laughs> It's what it's a game. It's like it's doing its thing, and you sort of have to adapt to it versus it adapting to you. Well, I mean, you you know, <coughs> there is source. There are there are a lot of customizability options and stuff like that. But it's uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's Dark Souls. Like it's hard. Uh, yeah. I got cursed for the first time, and that's fucking stupid. Because I remember, I fucking hate that. Because you were playing, he's like, you, you're on a roll, and then just out of nowhere, you just fall through a hole in the ground to the sewers, and these like weird, fucky frog things, which apparently are basilisk in this game. Sure, uh, they just start spitting out this smoke, and then that smoke is cursed, and then like you just instant death. Like, I, you turn into a crystal statue, and then when you get respawned back at whatever the nearest bonfire you were at, guess what, bitch? You now have half health until you can get this thing fixed. It's like, fuck. It, it, like, it, like, it, it sucks as, as it does that you like lose all this progress. To, to see you kind of like rage a bit has been entertaining. <laughs> and you're just like, god damn it! Because like, like, we don't have to be the room out here. I'll just hear JoJo just like, Fuck you. Oh yeah, same. I'm in the room, just God damn, like they had, you know, fucking Dark Souls. They had a, they had a setback, and there, there's, there's just a funny bit when you're playing <laughs> the other night, and like you're, you got out of this one spot, and you're going like to the forest, and then just like out of nowhere, these two giant crystal things are up on you, and you're just like, like what the fuck is oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like, we call that in the business a big bitch. <laughs> God, and my, and my favorite is when you start like fucking dog cussing them. Like I think it's great. You're just like, "Fuck you, suck my fucking dick, you fucking bitch." <laughs> and JoJo <laughs> puts so when, good. When JoJo I gets, love it. When JoJo gets like hot and fire, they put them stanks it's, on them. Uh, I love the it. I'm not even making fun. It's so good. I love it so much. It, it's it's very fun to watch. It makes me wish we had our Twitch going again, but we probably get flagged for saying. Fucking piss and shit. Yeah, because Twitch is getting. I don't know. That would be fun. I mean, <laughs> like, just do like I don't know, like any of the FromSoft games. Like, do like a Dark Souls run. Yeah. And, God, because it because like the everything about like especially the combat's very deliberate. But, you know, like in Devil May Cry, you can cancel out a move. So, Or, like, e- even in fighting games. So, like, if you fuck up or do something, you can quickly... Uh, when you go to swing in uh, Dark Souls, and uh, I think it was H-Bomber guy who I heard put it this way, you basically have to... When you go to swing, you have to fill out the necessary paperwork... <laughs> 
in order to get approved, in order for you to do the swing. You have to commit to that swing. You have to marry that swing. It's, it's very bureaucratic in that regard. And, you better fucking mean it. And uh, and, and, I, and I love JoJo's uh, player character too because uh, they're they're playing a girl. And but the way they way their character walks, it's just like it's it's like a little Barbie light because they have very daintily holding up a big ass mace and a big old shield and they're just like just like kind of like <laughs> little swishy little sachet through the dungeon and until they got like a bigger suit of armor it's just like kind of like girl and like chain mail and like a night helmet and just like <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah you, you, uh, my character's got a little bit of hips um <laughs> uh, and, and yeah what, what, which like I love the armor I have right now which I think is like sort of like the stereotypical like Dark Souls armor, mm-hmm. but it, it's like okay, then why the fuck did I choose like in, like my gender at all in this game? Because it's like it's irrelevant. It's just like I just look like a dude. It's like I was just like I want to be a hot bimbo dungeon girl. I mean, I just want take old bitties and take old bitties. Like, just let me be Red Sonia for God's sake. <laughs> I just want big boobs, big booties, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, I, like like feminism is just like full circles back to just tits and ass again. It's just like getting back. I'm I want to be a bimbo. That's basically <laughs> it's the divas era all over again. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> has the, the fucking butterfly belt on. Oh god. Primo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think it's fun that when, when I put that picture of your character online saying that it's a hoot to watch JoJo that my cousin's like hell yeah you got a good build <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fucking awesome <laughs> cause I will say like I- I'm trying to go in as blind as possible but there are some things I'm just like I-, I want to make this as optimally fun as possible so I'm gonna look shit up yeah and it's like that's fair so uh <laughs> Or, like, a lot of times I'll just end up finding shit. I'm like, oh, that's cool. When you, like, accidentally, like, maybe secret, secret, you get, like, uh, an item that's a little higher level than, like, what's in the surrounding area. It's like, oh, okay, this will, you know, keep me alive for a few hours now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently, uh, I didn't know this about, because you can't really do this in Bloodborne, but you can cut off the tails of certain bosses and use them as weapons. Oh, wow. <laughs> It, it's Dark Souls kind of monster huntery that way. Mm-hmm. Like, like I could per- the, like there, there's this one fucking bridge where this dragon's just perched, and it's just it's been standing there for like seven hours at this point. But I could, I can, I see where I can shoot its tail off, and apparently you can get it as a sword. That's so cool though. I'm just like, uh, but I don't want to get a bow and shit because I'm just like. I'm just running like a very tanky, slow build, or not slow. Like my my endur- my stamina is pretty high, but <laughs> I remember I getting that fir- that cool set of armor. I'm like hell yeah, I got, it. and then just doing fat rolls, just like <laughs> because if you're like above your equipment load or whatever, you move like you're in fucking molasses. But yeah, Dark Souls. It's you know. It came out in 2011. Everyone knows about it. Yeah, it's been 10 years. Everybody's played it. But, you know, it it's, it still holds up. Wait, what's Dark Souls? What? What? 
No. <laughs> However, I do want to. Uh, I do want to play Elden Ring though because I don't know. I I just I, out of all the FromSoft games, like that aesthetic, I love the most. Mm-hmm. Unless I just let me know and I I'll bring the PS4 back into the living room because I bought it. I have it. <laughs> Shit, you just want to pass controllers? I mean, all right. Here here's the thing, like. I, I knew what this was going in and and I know how I am in video games like when I get frustrated now the older I get the more frustrated I get I was like you know what it's time to stop playing I'm just put this down okay just no, walk no, away just no more no more so I, I bought Elden Ring and I played it I played it for a little bit don't get me wrong and again it's just one of those uh, one of those games it's one of those Soulsborne games and it's hard as fucking tits and i'm just like noodling around for a little bit and i'm just like seeing over yonder this giant man on one of the, like the biggest horses ever and you know don't go over there you'll die and every time i boot it up it's like oh look there's a bat and he spits on you done but just yeah if you want to check it out um <laughs> without buying it let me know and i will bring the playstation in all right, sounds Listen, good. I, I, I want to play Elder Ring just for the character creation to make the most gonky-looking motherfuckers. Now, the, the, the character creator is probably worth the price of admission because that shit, man, I went straight goofball. I made two characters. My second one is just <laughs> hilarious. Which, which I will say, Originals Dark Souls character creation fucking blows. I fucking hate it. It's so fucking limited. I'm like, what is this? Fucking Knights of the Old Republic? Get out of my fucking face. Um, I did buy uh, the uh, Evil Dead, the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, that was fun. Yeah, like, I, I, I put it off. I haven't played it in about a week or so, but it, it is really fun. Now... The uh, solo missions in that game, the very last one you have to play is, I, it, it's, it's like, you might as well be playing Dark Souls. Like, I swear to God, I'm not going to lie, I beat the guy on a fluke. I beat the final boss on that thing on a fucking fluke. I still don't know how I did it. I'm glad it's over. And all you get, no no offense, because like, I love Army of Darkness, but all you get is like the King Arthur, like the Arthur skin. And that's the final one. And I'm just like, what? The final, the final prize is, is a costume? Yeah, to play as uh, Arthur in uh, multiplayer. Which wow. multiplayer is actually fun. I mean, it's one of those, you know, Dead by Daylight uh, style games. Asymmetrical uh, multiplayer game. This is like the first game um, of that style that I've actually like really sunk my teeth into because I love Evil Dead. It's fucking uh, great. But yeah, it's like slicing up slicing up deadites with chainsaws and blasting them away with boomsticks. It's always a good time. You got like characters from all like the movies and the um, Ash vs. Evil Dead TV show, and yeah, and I'm ready for. I heard the update. They're getting a uh, map uh, based off of Army of Darkness. I was about to say I, I saw the pictures of of the map today on my. Oh really? On on the horror side of Twitter, it looks really. Sh- Sharp. Fuck, I haven't seen good. them yet. Oh shit, I'm excited. So Pat, uh, before we go, I think I got something you have to tie into this. The image for the show. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just remembered this. <laughs> That's a good bit. <laughs> 
Uh, would, you, would you explain to the audience what I was just cackling at? Uh, it's Kate Bush in chain mail and like a weird sun thing and it says Dark Souls. Yes! That's amazing. Also, <laughs> Bloodborne, Kate Bush, <laughs> Sekiro, Kate Bush. <laughs> Kate Bush in the kimono. Elden Ring, Kate Bush. <laughs> hey, Kate Bush is fucking... <laughs> Iconic. Uh, Kate Bush for every every era. For all the eras. But man, yeah, I think that's a that was a that was a good time. Good, yeah, good time. Yeah, it's one in the morning. Holy crap. I mean we were we were feeling the Holy Spirit when we finished the Rocketeer and by gum uh, it got us through this this show. Yeah, and I think that energy Mio helped me because now I'm just like gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, right yeah. now, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Jojo's been just like vibrating. Dark Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls. <laughs> Not even Dark like, I know, I, I know. Just, I'm, just like, I'm like vibrating. We, we gotta buy Jojo and like a, camp, a giant hamster wheel. <laughs> well, we got a treadmill. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> You're right. It's it not. makes my knees hurt. Yeah, uh, that was a good time. Uh, we ho- we thank you all for joining us. The Art House Trio this week. A little look ahead. The Art House Trio, we will be on vacation next week. But don't worry, Colton Wins will be back, and the show will be in their capable hands. And they'll, what they'll be doing, they'll be going through and summing up all the news events from all the big gaming conferences that come out in the month of June. So basically, it'll be the AYCH yearly summer E3, Summer Games, what have you, video game news breakdown. They'll be going through all the the stories and conferences, giving their thoughts on it and just sort of catching you up to speed in case you've been a little behind on like the plethora of gaming news that's been coming out recently. They'll they'll have you covered on that episode next week, so be sure to come back and join us for that one. In the meantime, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. That's on SoundCloud. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else online that has podcasts, we're probably there. Be sure to check us out on there. Retweet, tell a friend, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. It puts it in front of new listeners, and we always appreciate you when you do it. And uh, we will apologize. Um, SoundCloud was down last week on Monday morning, so that episode came out a little late. So please go back and check out last week's episode as well where AYC's original Cody, he stopped by and he hung out with us. And it was <laughs> it was a very chaotic reunion, but it was still a good time. And uh, one last plug, uh, if, if you're listening to this episode the week it comes out, that means also there's a brand new episode of Caging Greatness where we'll be discussing the Nicolas Cage film Valley Girl. Yeah. And to tie it all off, uh, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. My name is Jojo. You can follow me on the Twitters at J-O-N-I-A-B-Y-24 and John Owens on 12 on Letterboxd. And I've been that Cannon Guy. You can find me at that Cannon Guy on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, Goodreads, and TikTok. I am so close to 1,000, I can taste it. Get this man to 1,000 followers. Yes. I can do it. And I can talk to y'all live. I don't know what I'm going to say, but we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> and as we sign off, I ain't got no panties on, I ain't got no panties on, I ain't got no panties on, at the window, yeah!